BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2024. Ray McGovern joins us today. Ray, a pleasure, my dear friend. I have a lot I want to talk to you about, about uh, Alexei Navalny, about Julian uh, Assange, uh, about the uh, Israelis uh, preparing to invade uh, Lebanon. Uh, I want to make a historical note before we start. February 19th, 1942, 82 years ago today, was the day FDR signed the infamous Executive Order 9066, which brought about the internment of Japanese Americans in concentration camps uh, in Utah. The order itself ordered the construction of the camps Uh, FDR saved the actual orders of confinement to military leaders who were advised uh, in secret uh, to do it. That gave him some plausible deniability. One of the darkest points in American history, and they were concentration camps. He himself referred to them that way. I just couldn't help. I couldn't help noticing it. It so um, sickens me. Well, Judge, at least uh, I think we apologize for that. We did. Yeah. We did. The, we civil, the, civil, the Civil Liberties Act of 1988, uh, one of the last laws that Reagan signed into existence shortly uh, before uh, he left office, apologized, gave $20,000 tax-free to those who had been incarcerated and their uh, survivors and promised that it would never happen again. It led to a horrible Horrible Supreme Court opinion is actually two opinions. The better known of the two is called Korematsu, uh, which uh, upheld the confinement. Okay, let's start with Navalny. Um, To your understanding, was Navalny a British or American intelligence asset? Well, we have proof of a kind uh, with a, uh, a hidden camera watching him deal, actually not... Navalny himself, but his top aide deal with a known MI6 agent. And they're talking about, well, what, how many million would it take to do this or that? It's very clear. Now, there was a misunderstanding initially. So, well, that was Navalny. And say, no, no, that wasn't Navalny. <laughs> it was only his chief of staff or his, his primary advisor, actually. So we have that on record. Uh, there's lots of other evidence Navalny was uh, up to no good, not only against Russian law, but against international law. And my friend Gil Doctorow, who is not given to conspiracy theories, uh, 
thinks that the British may have had a hand in what happened to Navalny, uh, partly because they had the capability with all these friendly Ukrainian service people in tight liaison with the British, partly because the British have taken several shots at that bridge uh, connecting Crimea with Russia proper, partly because the Russians, at least, have accused the British of having a hand in downing that IL-76 with 65 prisoners of war, Ukrainian. Uh, Are you saying the British may have had a hand in Navalny's death? Yes, I am. What, what would they gain by uh, Navalny's death? Well, look at the timing, Judge. Uh, it's the day before the big Munich conference. Uh, it distracts all kinds of attention from the Tucker Carlson interview. Curiously, and this is not probative, but Navalny's wife had already been invited to attend the Munich Security Conference, and of course she was given the floor to speak. Uh, Boris Johnson, for God's sake, put the kibosh on that agreement way back in March of uh, 2022. The British have been way out in front and doing things that uh, it's questionable as to whether even the United States Secret Service, the CIA, or other organs are fully cognizant of what the British are doing. So wow. it's not a stretch. Now, how could they get there? Easy. Ukrainians in tight liaison with MI6 are all over Russia. They speak fluent Russian. They're Russian stock. It would be a piece of cake to get the kind of poison, if it was poison, into the hands of a, of a willing, cooperated fellow prisoner for lots of money. So it's not to be ruled out. And as I say, if the British can be responsible in part for downing that IL-76 with 65 POWs, they could sorely be uh, be responsible for this, all the more so since the timing is so beautiful uh, for various decisions that are coming down now on Ukraine. Uh, our friend and colleague, uh, Karen Kwiatkowski, has a piece out this morning comparing the Western uh, reactions of two different uh, deaths in prison. One, Alexei Navalny, Navalny, a, a Russian citizen in a Russian prison, uh, the other, Gonzalo Lira, an American citizen in a Ukraine prison. Of course, Navalny has been hailed as a, a saint and a freedom fighter, and, um, and Lira has basically been treated as if, well, he got what he deserved. What do you expect? Uh, Lira, of course, was in jail for arguing in Ukraine that the uh, Russian invasion was morally uh, justified. Speaking well, he, of somebody, go ahead, go ahead, Rain. He interviewed Larry Johnson and myself and several other people, Scott. I mean, many of the people that appear on your on your program here. Uh, he was legit. I always marveled at how he could be hiding out there in Kharkov or wherever he was and still able to do this. Well, I don't know how, but he did do it until they caught up with him. Now, he was an American citizen, for God's sake. And as I've said before, that used to mean something. It doesn't mean something anymore. He was also a Chilean citizen. Uh, their diplomatic folks tried to help Gonzalo in vain. Uh, U.S., as far as I know, U.S. consular services were not made available to Gonzalo Lira. Mm. It's a really faithful tragedy. And you don't have to talk about just Gonzalo. You talk about 
Julian Assange right now, who I have uh, prominently displayed on my makeshift bookcase because his verdict is coming down tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. It's it's a crucial verdict. Uh, we expect, or many of us expect, I expect the British court to act as a vassal of the United States, which would probably clear the way for extradition. And we know what will happen to Julian if he's extradited to the United States. He, uh, th this is another tragedy. Uh, you and John Mearsheimer and I and many other folks uh, made uh, public statements which were assembled by his defense lawyers and uh, distributed widely throughout the world. Uh, your argument was compelling. Professor Mersheimer's argument, wow, was picked up by uh, Elon Musk and had over 10 million views. Good. Uh, mine was insignificant compared to the two of yours, though I addressed mine directly uh, to the judges as a former colleague of theirs, though, of course, I don't know these people uh, personally. Uh, there was a time when Great Britain had an independent uh, judiciary, but but no longer. And even though it would be remarkable if the extradition is denied, which would result in his immediate uh, release, it would be startling and, and quite unexpected, um, unfortunately. But you um, have unearthed some emails from a former high-ranking official in the State Department articulating the horrible things that the deep state will do to him, some of which is kind of uh, repellent even to mention, uh, once he is in the custody of United States uh, officials. Maybe you can just summarize it without getting too graphic and tell us if you believe that this is likely and why you believe it's likely. And who is this person whose emails were uh, unearthed? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Well, this person, his name is Fred Burchin. And the way we know about this is through WikiLeaks. <laughs> the same WikiLeaks. Yeah, they, uh, they intercepted the, or they got hold of, I don't know how, a whole bunch of Stratfor documents. And at the time, uh, this Burchin joined Stratfor in 2004 after he had been deputy chief of diplomatic security for the State Department, for God's sake, okay? So he, here he is with this kind of pedigree uh, speaking up 
in these intercepted emails that WikiLeaks posted. Now, when WikiLeaks uh, made their press conference or the press release about this, they quoted some of what uh, of what Burton said. The big news was that there was a secret indictment against Julian Assange, that there was a secret grand jury uh, convened and he was indicted secretly. Now, a lot of people poo-pooed that, say, well, there's no other evidence of that. But that was a year before people realized that was for real, okay? But the thing that I included in my statement for uh, Assange's defense had to do with uh, the niceties of, of what appeared in Burton's own emails. And uh, I listed them. Yeah, I, there, are, there are a couple of things. I'll avoid the worst ones, but... Uh, I copied them down. These are verbatim from uh, Fred Burton, former Deputy Chief of Diplomatic Security for the State Department. This is, I guess those of us have been, when I had my open heart stuff, they, they had a treatment plan for, for me, right? Well, this is Assange's treatment plan when he gets back to the United States, if God forbid he does. Okay, here's Fred Burton. Bankrupt the arsehole. Ruin his life. Big Brother owns this terrorist's arse. I look forward to Manning and Assange facing a bajillion thousand counts of espionage. It doesn't get any better. I'll just read three more. Screw terrorist Assange. He'll be eating cat food forever in prison. Declassify the death of a source. Blame it on Assange. Translation, somebody dies, you blame it on an exposure from WikiLeaks, you get Assange that way. Blame it on him. Last, but not least. Assange needs his head dunked in a full toilet bowl in Guantanamo, end quote. Now, this is Fred Burton, <laughs> okay, is working this, for Stratfor now. Is, is this the way... Uh, people in the State Department communicate in emails when they think their emails are not going to be made public? Well, again, he was in Stratfor at the time. He had graduated with honors. Uh, they call him the, uh, the, the dean of uh, protective security. <laughs> That's what it's wow. called. The father of protective security wrote a couple of books, so he's a big deal, okay? Yeah. No, this is the way they talk at Stratfor. Nobody expected that somebody would give Stratfor emails to, uh, well, what to is what is Stratfor? Are you talking about the British facility? Oh, no, no, yeah. Well, no, it's a uh, it's a think tank uh, headed by a, a fellow that had a degree of credibility at the time. Many people say it works for the CIA. Probably does. It's a contract service. Got It'll it. say what what the CIA wants it to say, including Got some it. substantive Got intelligence. It. The the Manning uh, to whom he refers in the one email. Oh, God, the name changed because of a sex change. So the name is now Chelsea Manning. I forget what the name was when, when this happened. Bradley. Bradley Manning pleaded guilty to espionage. Excuse me. Convicted of espionage. Sentenced to 45 years in prison. President uh, Obama commuted his sentence while in prison. Uh, underwent the sex change operation at the expense uh, of the federal government. Another issue. Uh, for another uh, time, but Obama certainly did uh, did the right thing. This is this is the modern Daniel Ellsberg. 
Manning yeah, did, was the person yeah. who, who got this information, which showed the war crimes committed during the Bush administration, George W., to WikiLeaks, and Julian exposed them. Julian is absolutely protected by the Pentagon Papers case. Manning is not, as Ellsberg was not, in Ellsberg's case, because the FBI broke into his psychiatrist's office and stole his medical records. The trial judge was so outraged, he threw the indictment out. The government didn't right. appeal. In Manning's case, the president uh, commuted his sentence. There is no appeal. Commuted his sentence after five years, Judge. Correct, correct. And then they put him in another prison in Alexandria for another for her in another prison uh, to get him to squeal on Julian Assange, and she wouldn't do it. Right. So this is how bad it is. Okay, that's what I was going to say. That yeah, uh, you could say that Bradley uh, Manning or, or Chelsea Manning broke the law. Of course, he or she did. But Julian Assange didn't. He's a publisher, for God's sake. And, and, you know, everybody on the right side of the law recognizes that. And the real sorrowful thing is that the media itself will not speak out in defense of Julian Assange, correct. a fellow publisher. Correct. Correct. One one of the most uh, courageous, selfless, influential journalists of our era it would be a miracle if the courts uh, in Great Britain and that e either the oral argument is tomorrow or the opinion is to be released tomorrow. I'm not certain of the British uh, system, but it would be a miracle if they uh, block uh, the uh, extradition. One judge of the dozen or so who um, reviewed this case said he shouldn't be indicted because his... Uh, Mental status is so deteriorated he couldn't participate in his own trial. Well, all right, but that's not even the basis for blocking the extradition. The basis for blocking the extradition is he can't get a fair a fair trial in America, and the sentence would effectively be a death sentence. And the Constitution protects what he did. All the other judges went along with what uh, the British government wanted. I was secretly hoping that maybe an election in Great Britain uh, would change the attitude of the prime minister. I don't think so. I think this is just uh, they're, they're a vassal state of the United States, almost like uh, Ukraine is, and they'll do what the United States wants. I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I thought I had talked President Trump into uh, pardoning him, and the president told me that I had, uh, and then the people around him who were on the phone call listening when the president and I were speaking, he called me, I didn't call him. Um, as soon as we got off the call, uh, changed his mind. And obviously he wasn't, uh, uh, he wasn't pardoned. Um, switching to um, Munich, the full court press that the EU uh, and the U.S. Uh, is attempting to put on the House of Representatives from Munich. That Munich conference is over. It was all last week. Uh, Zelensky was there. They told tearjerker stories about Ukrainian troops running out of uh, ammunition and going on to their mobile devices to look and see, have the Republicans in the House voted yet? Have the Republicans in the House changed their minds? I mean, this is absurd, Ray. Even if the Republicans in the House did endorse this $61 billion giveaway that the Senate did, how long would it take for equipment to get there? And do these people even 
know how to use the equipment that we would send. Well, as as Larry Johnson pointed out on Friday at our roundtable, it would take forever. It would not affect the outcome of what's happened. Now, it's doubly ironic given the fact that Adyevka, the stronghold from which the Ukrainians have been shelling the city, the citizens of Donetsk city since 2014 has been taken. That was the stronghold. There's not much between the Dnieper River and where the Russian forces are, and they are advancing on all those fronts. So here it is, a, a battle that's lost. These people in Munich are delusional. They still think there's some way they can pull this rabbit out of a hat. And all, all the time, all this while, more and more Ukrainians are being killed. So it's really nice that they can sit back in their paneled offices in comfortable chairs and say, you know, we'll fight this to the last Ukrainian, which is pretty much what they're saying. Uh, we'll have a boon for the military industrial complex here because you know, we'll get rich. The 1% will get rich. There'll be jobs for you peons, okay? I mean, it's so transparently cynical. Uh, I guess yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I haven't seen the like of this. Isn't this... Um... Correct my pronunciation on it. The city, Avdika. Adyevka. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it depends if it's Ukrainian and Russian. Adyevka. You're right. Adyevka. Mm -hmm. Isn't this a monumental uh, defeat for the new uh, commander of the Ukraine military? Well, it is. It's his first experience. He took command one week, and all of a sudden, he, they lost their major stronghold. Sirsky is his name. He was put in place because. Victoria Nuland came to Kiev and said, look, you got you to gotta dismiss Zolushny because he's, he says that this is a stalemate. Pick Sirsky, who did such a great job in Bakhmut, sacrificing a couple of hundred thousand Ukrainian soldiers. Let him see if he can turn, turn the tide in Adyevka. Well, you saw what happened. He actually sent uh, Cracker Jack or Cracker troops from uh, the Azov Brigade, the neo-Nazis, down to tell about the troops in Tiefka, who had been there almost two years. And what happened? Well, you can't do that kind of thing without the Russians seeing you from the, from the air and have, since they have air dominance, obliterating those reinforcements you, you send. And that's precisely what happened. So the thing is lost. Uh, Obama can say, well, you know, we need 60 billion more dollars but, you know, uh, if you look at uh, Mike uh, Johnson, he's saying, look, you know, not only are you not taking care of our border, but this is money. It's just throwing good money after bad, as Larry Wilkinson and I said in the not bad last Friday. Here's uh, President Biden last week, number six, Chris, uh, complaining. I can't get this money out of Congress. And now they went on vacation for two weeks. Anything you can do to get ammunition to the Ukrainians without a supplemental from Congress? No, but it's about time they step up, don't you think? Instead of going on a two-week vacation? Two weeks, they're walking away. Two weeks. What are they thinking? My God, this is bizarre. And it's just reinforcing all the concern and 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 almost, I won't say panic, but real concern about the United States being a reliable ally. This is outrageous. When the um, when Prime Minister Netanyahu needed military equipment, 
and quote, there wasn't time to go to Congress. Uh, you know where I'm going with this. Secretary of State Blinken, in my, in my opinion, committed perjury by signing a document under oath, swearing to its truthfulness. The essence of the document was this money is needed in an emergency capacity for American national security. It wasn't 61 billion, it was 100 million, and he did it twice, and they sent 100 million worth of um, ammunition and spare parts and equipment to the Israelis. I wonder why they won't do the same for Ukraine. Well, let me, let me draw a contrast here. Uh, there was a time when there were certain Congress people who took their job seriously. Uh, Dave Obey from Wisconsin was one. He was head of appropriations in the House. Now, when Iran-Contra came down and it was shown that the U.S. had circumvented the law and given money to the Contras outside, you know, in a deal with Iran and Israel, all that stuff, uh, George Shultz was summoned to the House of Representatives and Dave Obey started questioning him here. And Schultz was a good guy. Don't misunderstand. He, he, took, he said the wrong thing. He said, Mr. Obi, America is sick of Iran-Contra. And Dave Obi responded, Mr. Schultz, I didn't take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States until I was sick, until I was tired. So we're going to go on with these proceedings. Why did you circumvent the law to provide weaponry against the law to the countries in Nicaragua? It was beautiful, but that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Instead, you have the head of the House Intelligence Committee <laughs> inventing <laughs> nuclear explosions in space. You know, the day before, Navalny is killed. I mean, if you need diversions, if you need rhetoric to divert uh, your attention for the fact that Ukraine has lost, that we are, are feeding genocide in in, uh, in in Palestine. I mean, how, what what will we have today? I wonder. What will uh, maybe uh, Putin will do something really really bad, like uh, tell the truth again? Wow. Um, I'm not sure if it was from what you said or what somebody else said about Assange, but he's got a great line. If wars can be started by lies, they can be ended by truth. Well, truth is so, so sparse these days, Ray. You and Larry and uh, McGregor and Ritter and Wilkerson and the others and I get excoriated for what we say on this program. It is the truth, but the government doesn't want it heard. You know, Judge, that's the, the title underneath this portrait of Assange when I first met him, uh, if wars can be started by lies, they can be ended by the truth. And that's what's at stake here. Not only that, but of course, if they get Julian Assange and put him away forever, uh, that will be a signal to all people, all investigative reporters would be. Uh, you know, if you live in Greenland or Australia or Santiago, Chile, we're going to get you because we're the CIA. We have a very long arm. We don't care much about constitutional rights, the Fourth Amendment, the First Amendment. We're going to get you. So go ahead and try that. We're going to get you, put you away for the rest of your life. We'll end on that note, my dear friend, which is a lot to think about. And look forward to seeing you uh, with Larry at the end of the week. Thanks, Judge. 
Thank you, Ray. Thanks for all you do. God love you. Mm -hmm. Talk to you soon. Hi. Oh, boy. I'm a, a little shaken by what he said, but I shouldn't be because I've been around the block and I know these things happen. Uh, Larry Johnson uh, at 11 this morning uh, Eastern. Uh, Kyle uh, Anzalone. You won't believe some of the stuff Kyle's uh, going to tell us about the IDF admitting it can't crush Hamas. Have you heard that anywhere else? Well, you'll hear it at three o'clock uh, this afternoon. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. <laughs>